Hello, this is Robert Allen. And I'm W.P. Richardson. And today we're going to talk about buy-sell agreements. We're going to talk about what they are, why they're needed, and some of the potential funding options that are available, and maybe some of the pitfalls that come along with those funding options. So first of all, let's talk about what buy-sell agreements are. So these are documents that are usually executed between owners of a business that define what will happen in the event of things like death, disability, uh, divorce, things like that. So why are they needed? Uh, those are inherently emotional situations and these documents can uh, bring some clarity to um, what otherwise would be a, a tricky situation to navigate. So WP, what are, what are some of the options Ultimately, what happens in a buy-sell agreement is, is an owner's interest is going to be bought out. What are some of the options that are available to fund that type of a transaction? Some of the options that can be diff difficult for a company would be using cash flow out of the business. Uh, another use would, could be debt. You'd have to go to a bank and take a loan out from a bank to pay for uh, the deceased uh, deceased estate pay them off. Um, also, insurance proceeds for life insurance or disability insurance can be used, which we'll talk a bit, a bit about later. Uh, and Robert will discuss as well some of the issues with cash flow of the business and using debt as well. So let's walk through a client scenario as a way of illustrating some of these issues. So. Let's say we've got a three-owner business. The owners are age 65, 62, and 56. And let's say that each of them own an equal one-third share of the business. Now let's say that our 65-year-old owner dies in an accident. So the question at hand is how will the estate of the owner or the spouse of the owner be repaid for uh, the now deceased owner's ownership interest. So generally there are three approaches that we can use to value a business. There's an income-based approach, there's a market-based approach where we're looking for comparables, or there's an asset-based approach which really looks more at the balance sheet of the business. So depending on the type of business any or a combination of those may be appropriate to come up with the right value. So let's say that evaluation has been conducted. We've determined what the value of a one-third interest is. But let's say that while the buy-sell agreement was in place, there was no funding mechanism in place. So at that point, we can't buy insurance. Uh, the owner is now deceased, so that option is off the table. So the two that are left for us are cash flow and debt. So what happens in that situation, the cash flow of the business can be projected and uh, present valued or debt proceeds can be taken out. Either of those decrease the remaining value of the business. So if you are the 62 or the 56 year old owner, uh, you have the ability to now buy out your your deceased partner's interest, but the resulting value of the business that you hold 
has now decreased because either a part of the cash flow of the business is going out to fund that repurchase, or you've taken out debt, and now you've got the repayment of the debt in front of you. So, WP, what would it look like if they had life insurance in place on the deceased owner and that was the source of repayment or proceeds for that transaction? Well, the life insurance would be paid out and would be a tax-free payment, which is uh, large. That's the tax-free benefit. It saves the business, in my opinion, uh, from having to go out and use uh, either a loan, which is going to be very difficult to get um, because at that time they know maybe that the uh, the owner of the business has passed away. They may not be sure about how the business is going to be able to continue without him or her. Um, I would say also that, that with the life insurance, you've got two types. You've got a cross-purchase, which is usually used with two owners. And to give you an example, Robert, I'm going to put you and I in business now. Right now, we own a company. It's worth $10 million. You have $5 million. And I have five men as the value of our business. I'm going to take myself out. I die first. Well, my wife knows that the business on our side is worth $5 million. She's going to come looking for you after everything is settled and say, Robert, where's the $5 million? That's the value of what we had in this business. If you don't have anything except income to turn to or go to get a loan, which is going to be very difficult, there's going to be some problems because a lot of times it gets ugly. Uh, she might go get an attorney. She might say she's going to move into the office and want to be put on a salary. Nothing is very good. That doesn't really turn out to be as, uh, anything that can be worked out amicably. Usually it, it turns a little ugly. The other would be an entity purchase. And an entity purchase is used when there's more than two owners. Uh, so you may have five owners in the business. Uh, in that situation, the insurance, the insurance policy is owned by the company, and the company is also the beneficiary of the insurance policy. At the time of one of the owner's death, the company is bound to turn around and be the beneficiary of those proceeds. They're going to pay the death proceeds to the estate of the deceased owner. And in return, the company is going to take over and retain the owner, the shares of the deceased owner as well to make the company whole. Those are really the two main types of, of cross-purchase agreements uh, that we can fund, as usually with life insurance, are going to be those, type, those two types. It's going to be a cross-purchase, which also gives you a step-up in basis at the time of death for whenever the, the other owner who's alive and surviving owner will get a, receive a step-up in basis. You do not receive a stepped-up and step-up basis on the entity purchase. So there's two types of policies that can be used in this scenario. A lot of times, term insurance is used, and that duration on a term insurance could be for 10 years, where it'd be level premium, 15 years, 20 years, and even goes out to 30 years, where the premium can be level for any of those durations. Um, that's used probably most of the time. You can also use a permanent insurance product, which is going to be an insurance policy that's going to stay in force all the way out, most of the time to somebody's age 100. So most of the time it would be, I'd say, term insurance. It's a much cheaper product to buy. Uh, but if somebody feels like they'd like to have some permanent insurance, they might want to have the cash value that would be on the books of the company if it's an entity purchase type plan. 
So it just depends on the scenario, but those are usually the two type policies that would be used for a uh, buy sell funding. Yeah, and so I guess you know the the advantage that I've always heard about with putting an insurance policy in place is that as as compared to say taking out debt, um, you have the the potential of funding this future liability really for pennies on the dollar in what you've paid out in premiums and what you receive back in terms of proceeds. Um, it's just a, a much more efficient, sometimes cheaper uh, way of funding this, uh, what unfortunately is an inevitable liability for, for everyone. Yeah, I would say that, no question, term insurance would be that probably that answer. Um, it is basically pennies on the dollar when you look at what you're buying compared to what it's going to pay out. Um, the only time that might be an issue when you're trying to fund a buy-sell agreement is if you have one of the owners that may have an issue medically where they're not able to purchase insurance. Then you have to think of other ways out of the box that could take care of that person if something were to happen to he or she because of the lack of insurability. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's an important point and maybe, maybe leads us into a, a closing, which is there are options available it's a matter of, of doing the planning. So buy-sell agreements, the, the concept of, of buying someone out at, at death or disability or a divorce, those are not enjoyable things for, for business owners to think about, but uh, the situation becomes much worse if uh, people turn a blind eye to the situation, stick their head in the sand and act like it's never going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And to the extent that, uh, that a buy-sell agreement can be put in place, that's an important step. But then making a, a conscious decision about how are we going to fund this? Are we going to do it through something like an insurance policy? If so, then let's get that in place um, or you know are we going to somewhat roll the dice and say we're going to fund this just out of the cash flow of the business or we're going to take out debt and depending on the financial condition of the business at that point you know that that could significantly hurt the the health of the business and WP I know you you told me about a situation in which someone had taken a lot of the right steps they put put the insurance in place, but then unfortunately um, uh, their timing was, was not good. Yes, uh, I had a, a person I dealt with as a client that uh, had one partner. So they had a buy-sell agreement that had been in place for a few years. And the, the terrible story of what happened is that his business partner died in a plane crash. Um, at the time he was you know, more grief-stricken but when it came to start thinking about the business and what was going to happen and getting the insurance uh, policy, they found out that the policy had lapsed two months prior to his death. So that was uh, a situation where you really got to stay on top of it uh, to make sure because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. There, with, with so much planning, the planning is one part. The maintenance and the execution of the plan is equally if not more so important. So I think our, our takeaway thought here for today is number one, if you don't have a buy-sell agreement, please put one in place. 
Uh, it's going to avoid a lot of headaches later on, a lot of potential arguments between owners at a, at a point in time where uh, motions may be raw and uh, those discussions may not go well. And secondly, just um, make conscious decisions. There's no perfect answer in situations like this, but um, thinking through and, and reaching consensus amongst your ownership group now versus later on when something tragic has happened uh, is certainly uh, a preferable way to go. So thank you for joining us, and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you.